Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Echo Podcast. I'm Christian Evans, the senior news editor of the Augsburg Echo student newspaper. Continuing our series of midterm conversations, I sat down with Angela Conley, who's a candidate for Hennepin County Commissioner. We discussed why she's running and the issues she would focus on if elected. A little bit of warning, there's a little bit of background noise throughout this episode as we recorded in the middle of one of her campaign offices. This is the Echo Podcast. here at the campaign headquarters, or one of the headquarters, yeah. for County Commissioner Candidate Angela Conley. Thanks so much for Thank sitting you. down with me today. Thank you. I appreciate it. So I think we'll start with the big question for any candidate. Yeah. Why are you running for County Commissioner? Yeah, so, you know, it took me a couple years to even decide I wanted to run for Hennepin County Commissioner. Um, I have worked for state and county government for over 20 years, um, doing program operations for people who were living in extreme poverty. So I work with people receiving, families receiving public assistance. Um, years and years ago, though, before I became a county employee, I was receiving public assistance myself. And so that was everything from food assistance cash assistance, um, health care, you know, that whole process of applying for benefits through Hennepin County and receiving them and how daunting that was and understanding that it, this is really a full-time job to be able to access resources when you're poor and when you, you know, when you, when you absolutely need it. And that whole experience made me decide to come to Hennepin County as an employee and work to try to change these systems from within. Um, so the receiving end um, is something that was kind of the catalyst into where we are right now, where I am right now. Um, I went back to school years later and got my undergraduate in social work and my master's degree in public administration, specifically because I was always looking at government leadership through this lens of social justice advocacy, right? So the Hennepin County Board of Commissioners, they are the highest level of, of county government governance and the second largest level of government in the state. So Hennepin County is your largest county. So literally in hierarchy, it's the state of Minnesota, it's Hennepin County, right? Operating this $2.4 billion budget that manages everything from public libraries, um, you know, your county roads, transit, public health and human services. So where I work right now is health and human services, and that's the largest piece of that budget. So I'm working directly with people who are impacted by decisions that the county makes every day. So what we've never had on the board before and what I've sort of seen in my work is that there's a disconnect in communication between line workers, people who are accessing our services, and then the people making the decisions, right? And so I wanted to be in a place where I could make the decisions because I was seeing us perpetuate poverty by churning people in and out of our public assistance programs and how disjointed it, it was for people who were without housing and without food to access us. Um, and so I, th I thought about it for two years. I thought about running, you know, it's it's hard to advance internally, right, to, to be in sort of in some of these positions. And as I was thinking about this, you know, I live in a district where, you know, the fourth district, which is where campus is, right, where I grew up, it's the most diverse 
of all of the seven county districts. It's the most dense. And then I learned that we had never had representation on the board, right? So we've never had anyone on the county board who has access services. We'd had no people of color on the board. And so no wonder our voices weren't getting heard and no wonder disparities were getting worse. And no wonder we weren't making progress on our whole mission and vision as a county. And that's to keep people health safe, healthy, safe, and housed. There's a lot of focus specifically with within the media, even within state media, how well will the Democrats do with congressional House candidates? Will the Republican Party hold on to the Senate? Mm. Why should students who might be really focused on that narrative go in informed about this race specifically? What are mm -hmm. some of the issues that you see as really important to both the county as a whole? Mm -hmm. And if I'm a student, what are the issues specifically I should be paying attention to? Yeah, so you know, it's it's really, really, really important to pay attention to local governance, right? So we know that, you know, what's happening in Washington and what's happening at the state level. Some of this is really daunting and it's frightening and it's like there's this urgency. But sometimes these local races are the ones that are going to impact you first and impact you the hardest. So with your county government, you know, I have been around campus, um, the U of M, Augsburg, we're going to get to very, very soon. But what I overwhelmingly hear from students, no matter what school it is, right, is that there's a lot of food insecurity. There's a lot of students who are hungry going to class, who don't have enough to eat, who don't have enough to maybe pay their rent even. There's a lot of student parents who don't have, you know, help, you know, watching their children. But food insecurity seems to be the highest one and then predatory landlords. So what I've noticed is that Hennepin County, the largest issuer of social services in the state, right, because of our size, doesn't have a presence on any campuses. And we need to be more active in, in the community anyway, because a lot of people don't even know what commissioners do. So a commissioner is the one that can say, okay, our human service centers should be out in the community. And the county board actually did that over the course of about five or six years, moved all of our services into the community. So rather than one centralized location, they call it decentralization, we moved our services out. So we've got service centers in South Minneapolis and North Minneapolis, all over, right? But no presence on campus for, for students who might need to apply for food benefits or students who might need to apply for child care assistance. We don't have this sort of presence on campus, and I think we absolutely need that. And so your county commissioner is the one that's going to be able to push for that. I'm pushing for that. In addition, all the transit that you see around campus. These are our light rail trains and our, our buses. These are and often bus rapid transit, right? The, the, the faster buses. These are all collaborations with your Hennepin County board and the Met Council. So, you know, the, the way that we get around campus, how safe our intersections are around campus, these are all things that Hennepin County has a hand in. We have a whole transportation fund that's designed to keep people safe in terms of whether you're walking or cycling or using our rail system or our buses. So you want a county commissioner that's in tune to what the needs of students on campus are and students living around campus. How do you see your leadership style or your agenda as differing from Peter McLaughlin, the current county commissioner? Absolutely. So you know what? Commissioner McLaughlin has had the seat for 27 years. He was elected in 1991. And in that time, our district has changed so much vastly different than it was even 10 years ago. I am the best reflection of that right now. Number one, we're the most diverse of all seven 
districts. We're, we're, we're very dense and diverse. So being a black woman, I am a reflection of that, right? I was a recipient of county services and the majority of people right now living in the fourth district um, who are living on the margin, so to speak, right? People who are experiencing housing insecurity. These are things that I have a lived experience with, right? So I can, I can best speak to policy positions that the county board takes that impact people's lives. And I think the vast, the, the, the biggest differences are, there's no one on the county board who has that combination, right? Who has that lived experience, someone who's talking about student issues. My opponent isn't talking about food insecurity on campus right now, right? My opponent isn't talking about expanding bus rapid transit in our district right now. And these are things that I'm hearing that we need. So I'm about having voices at the table that have historically never been there, having voices in decision making, because we can't come up with our own solutions without the people who are directly impacted by the issue. And to me, those are the experts on the issue in the first place. So I think that this this whole um, working, internal working knowledge, so my experience over the last 20 years working internally in state and county government gives me a whole unique perspective to how we can carry out policy that's really going to change racial inequity in Hennepin County and change, you know, how people are coming in and coming out of our systems. So when I thought when I talk about integrated services, making it easier for people to navigate within Hennepin County systems, you know, that's something that my opponent isn't that Commissioner McLaughlin has not addressed, you know, making our systems easier to access for people. Um, housing, you know, there's a huge housing housing crisis right now. And we have never, um, in the last five years, invested in, ex in immediate emergency shelter expansion. This is something Commissioner McLaughlin is not talking about, but it's something that I want to invest in and address because there's a severe lack of housing for single adults. And this is shown in the encampment. This is shown every now night about 200 people sleep on our light rail trains and everyone should have a place to sleep at night. So investments and things that I see and have seen over the years just as an activist, as an advocate um, for social justice issues, there are vast differences between Commissioner McLaughlin and I. All right, uh, one last thing before I let Absolutely. you go. Absolutely. Um, if people want more information about your campaign, where should I direct them? All right, we're at votesconley.com. You can find out so much more about my story and my priorities and what I want to bring to county governance and even more details about county governance. And then we're on Twitter at VoteConley, Facebook at VoteConley, uh, and that's C-O-N-L-E-Y. Uh, so yeah, all social media at VoteConley. Vote, C-O-N-L-E-Y. Right, Angela Conley, thanks so much for sitting down with me. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. One more big thanks to Angela Conley for sitting down and having that conversation with me. A reminder to all Augsburg students that as voting day nears, Minnesota is a same-day registration state, so you can register with a valid ID on Election Day. If you live on campus, you can also register using your student ID. So if you go to the Marshall Room, which is the polling place for Augsburg, and bring your student ID with you, you will be able to register and vote on Election Day. For those of you who do not live on campus, if you go to vote.org, there's information on polling places, on how you can vote if you can't make it to your polling place, and all sorts of useful stuff. I'd also like to say thank you to all of the local news organizations that work so hard to profile races that are not necessarily big ticket items. 
with a special thanks to CCX Media, who did a lot of really great profiles on local races in Golden Valley, where I am a resident. Be sure to keep an eye out around Canvas every Friday for new issues of The Echo, and follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and feel free to send story requests to echo at augsburg.edu. Once again, thanks so much to Winston Heck for producing the music you're listening to now. This is The Echo Podcast. We're looking forward to the next conversation.